welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. As you know, I've been teaching a class for the past five to seven weeks, I think, on how to prepare for the great wealth transfer. And of course, I'm getting ready to do part two of how to prepare for the great wealth transfer. But I wanted to let you know about some of the, I guess, testimonies of the students. I've had students that have been in the class for five to seven weeks now, and one student received a bonus, unexpected bonus, for over $1,000. And of course, her first fruit and her offerings were going to be given before anything else is done with that bonus. And in my case, I got a phone call from my biological father, who is signing over the deed to his mother and house and mother's land to me. And what's very interesting about it is that his mother never even acknowledged me as her granddaughter. So that was definitely a divine exchange. Why? Because God is first with me and I get opportunities to prove it to him over and over again. Um, during the last class where I did the great wealth transfer, a very dear friend of mine, Mr. Charles Eugene Osborne, who was actually on one of the radio shows, passed away. He had contracted COVID and had made it through. I think he was going into his fourth or fifth week of, and, but he had a heart attack that Saturday morning. And that Sunday morning, I had to give my final class. And so God is first, and um, I will have many opportunities to, to mourn my friend's death. But I just wanted to um, let you know that this is real. And the reason why the Father, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit, have me teaching about the great wealth transfer is because wealth is coming, money is coming, riches are coming, and if you're not prepared for it, it's just going to wash over you and go to someone else. So it's very critical. One of the things I liked about um, the book, The Blessed Life by um, Robert Morris, is the fact that it dealt with the heart and one of the conclusions of, that was really powerful and I think instrumental in reason why my, my dad ended up signing a deed over to the house and the land of my grandmother is there was a practice that I did a long time ago, but I kind of let it go and I started back on September the 1st and that is God wants us to minister to the Jews first. And so I basically make sure that my mission offerings, the very first mission offering I give is to the Jews, to the Jewish um, race, to the Jewish people, to Israel. And I was scrambling on September the 1st around 10 a.m. trying, and I remembered I had made a pledge on Daystar. And um, for Israel, and I called up and um, finished up, try to finish up my pledge. And also, I also gave 
to discover the Jewish Jesus, which is a ministry of a messianic um, ministry um, that features are basically is about ministering to the Jewish people first. So, and the reason why that's so important because that's the heart of our Father. Our Father loves the Jewish people. I do not believe in the replacement um, doctrine or here it really is a heresy that the church is replacing Israel. That's not the case. We are grafted in the vine. We are grafted into the, the vine. Um, the Jewish people are not being replaced. They are God's chosen people. And because they rejected him, they rejected the Messiah, the Gentiles, which is our us, got an opportunity to become brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, to become born again and to be saved. So, but we will, God will come for his chosen people. There will be a remnant of the Israel that will call out Yahshua Amashiach. Christ Jesus, He's my Lord and Savior. They will recognize Jesus as the Messiah, and then, and then it's going to be everybody. I mean, it's going to be a revival throughout the whole world once the Jewish race recognizes and honors Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So, basically, one of the key things that I wanted to share about how to prepare for the great. Wealth transfer is that it it all starts with the heart and it starts with God must be first and it's not about the money. You know, a lot of people get hung up on the fact that God um, wants us to give our tithe and offerings. And everybody says, you know, what does God want to, with my money? He doesn't want your money. God doesn't need money. You know, it's amazing. I mean, he can, he can do anything he wants, anyhow he wants it. God doesn't need our money. What God wants is our heart. And unfortunately, people have a lot of their heart wrapped up in their money. And so it's, it's been very, very, um, interesting. To go through that book, I went to another level. And I, you know, not that I'm all that in a bag of chips, which I'm not. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty firm in giving my tithe and offering. I get tested all the time, just like everybody else. But I, but fortunately, through God's grace and mercy, I choose, I choose um, to give my tithe and offerings first. And yes, there's been some hard times where, you know, the enemy put a lot of pressure on me not to do that, but I still choose to give God my, my tithe and my offering, my 10% off the top. And really now I'm working on 20%. So, um, and tithe and offerings and probably eventually 25. And one day I want to be able to give 100%. So we will see. You know how I progress in this walk with Christ Jesus and the Lord God, our Father, you and Lord God, Holy Spirit. But one of the interesting things that took me to another level was just the whole mechanism of of putting God first, understanding about how deceitful our heart is, how uh, selfish our heart is, and how you know it could be disguised in grief after you give. 
you know, you, you grieve over what you gave. That means your heart's not totally um, in alignment and sold out to God. Or it could be um, uh, the principle of of um, poverty and um, greed. You know, both of them are bad. God is not a poverty mindset. He's not a prosperity mindset. It's a provision mindset. And and God just doesn't want you to give. He wants to give. He wants you to give your heart. You know, you want. He wants you to give it cheerfully. And I think one of the great things about that teaching, as I was teaching that class, was to truly understand it's not about the money. You know, a lot of um, times um, Mammon disguises himself as an angel of light, and he says. Oh, you you need to uh, save up your money. Um, don't give that. You know, you need to save that so you can, you know, do more for the kingdom. You know, you need to check that sometimes and make sure that that's God. Because if God tells you to give or to do something, he's got it covered. And even if it's your last dime and, he, and your last penny, trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And Daddy God, you will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It should be healing to our flesh and refreshment to our bones. That was one of the first scriptures God had me memorize back in the 1980s, I think it was. And this is when I was seeking and trying to find out where God's power is and, you know, where is his power. And what I learned is, is that it's in me <laughs> and that it's, 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 um, it's authority and power. You have authority and power. And so I, I just want us to reflect on, you know, what it really means to be prepared for the great wealth transfer. And if you do not have your heart right, the, the great wealth transfer at, at best will do nothing for you, at worst destroy you. Because it's an amplifier. Money is an amplifier. It doesn't make you good or bad. It amplifies what's already in you. And so, as I went through that class and I really got in my heart about putting God first and recognizing um, the different um, maneuvers that mammon, the spirit of mammon, which is, you know, Satan's right-hand general, in the, his kingdom of darkness and how they, Mammon tries to basically usurp or take the place of God and he offers things that only God can give, give us. Um, and security and things like that. Money is not going to give us security and money is not going to make people love you or like you. So it's it's um it's going to be interesting, very very interesting these next few years to see how people handle 
the deluge of money that's going to be coming through their hands. And the first thing is, is that you have to be a tither. You have to honor God and give God the first fruit. And you have to do offerings. And offerings basically enable God to use you to be a blessing to what? Others. Because when it's all said and done, it's not about the money. It's all about people. And unfortunately, some people use people to get money. But what God wants us to do, God wants us to use money to help people. Uh, it's interesting how people uh, evaluate money and evaluate the roles and responsibilities of people of God or people in ministry and think that they don't deserve to have an income or to have a nice car or to have a nice home. No. If, if a CEO or a president or the mayor or someone else has a nice home and a nice car, why wouldn't God's people have nice homes and a nice car? So, so what's up with that? Well, first of all, it's a heart problem and it's a mind problem. These people's minds need to be transformed. Their hearts need to be renewed with the word of God because the jobs of the people of ministry, the jobs of, of pastors, the jobs of teachers and, and, and pastors and evangelists and prophets and apostles is priceless. I mean, the, the human soul, there's no money that can quantify the value of a human soul. So, those people who are in the kingdom of God, in the business of their father, um, working the harvest, introducing people to the gospel, the good news that Christ Jesus died for their sins, and that all they have to do is accept this free gift of his blood for the forgiveness of their sins, and they will be what? Saved? I mean, wow, that's priceless. And so it hurts me when I see my brothers and sisters strike out at the pastors, strike out at ministers about their finances when it's, first of all, none of your business. And secondly, it's what they do is priceless. There's no money that can be paid to them for what they do. And they don't do it. Most of them don't do it for the money. Most of them do it for the love of God, for the love of the Father, for the love of Christ Jesus, and for the love of Lord God, Holy Spirit. Most of them do it for the love of mankind, that they wish, like God, that no man should perish. And so I just wanted to give you a little piece of my mind on that because I recently, um, you know, had some ministers that had gotten attacked about their salary. And I was kind of a little upset because the men and women of God, it's like you just don't know the, what the bombardment that they get from hell, from the demonic forces that come after them, come after their children, because they're standing in the gap for you. So I, I just wanted to say that. But back to... How to prepare for the great wealth transfer. So, first of all, you got to be a tither. Second of all, you got to give offerings. Second, third of all, you got to put God first. Second, you know, there's all sorts of things that you need to get your heart worked on continuously. My heart, I get my heart worked on all the time. 
right? And so I just, I don't know, it's, it's been very, very interesting these, these last few years with COVID-19 and Delta variant, all this kind of stuff. One of the things that's really kind of bothered me about this is, so COVID has a crown. The last time I checked, the only crown I'm buying my knee to is King Jesus, right? And I'm not saying vaccine or no vaccine. I'm not saying COVID or whatever. I believe in Christ Jesus. I know that the blood of Jesus has healed me. I know that God can save me, but also God has given us doctors, godly doctors. God has given us godly scientists, and then we should listen to them as long as it's in alignment with God's holy word and is not contrary to the God's holy word. My whole thing is this. Jesus is number one, and whatever decision you make, Jesus, it needs to be done through the directive of the Holy Spirit and Christ Jesus. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Shot or no shot. It needs to be under the directive of Christ Jesus. All right? So I I wanted to also add that. The problem I have right now is how, is how people are so wrapped up in COVID-19 and the Delta variant and they've all forgotten about the ministry of why we're here, why Jesus Christ left us here for the good news, for the gospel. People are still dying and going to hell in a handbasket and we're still talking about COVID-19. Really? Like I said, I know COVID has a crown, but the only knee I'm bowing my, my knee to is the crown of King Jesus. So I think that the church needs to get back on track. Yes, be healthy. Yes, take care of yourself. Because without this temple, without the temple of the Holy Spirit, this body, we can't stay in this physical realm and do the work of the kingdom. So we do need to take care of our immune system, take care of ourselves, and take care of the people around us. But we need to not forget why we are here. We're here for Christ Jesus. We're here for the Father. We're here for Lord God, Holy Spirit. And we need to be given the good news, the great news, the too good to be true news that Christ Jesus died on a cross, gave us his body, gave us his blood so that we all could be saved. The Father loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son so that no man should perish. But guess what? You have to receive it. You have to accept it. A lot of people are under the, the misnomer that bad people go to hell and good people go to heaven. Let me tell you, eh, wrong, wrong. Forgiven people, forgiven people go to heaven. Unforgiven people go to hell. It's not about good or bad. It's about have you accepted the gift of Christ Jesus' blood. And are you still talking about COVID-19 or are you witnessing about Christ Jesus? Yes. Yes, this is a very important thing. And this 
this teaching that God has given me to give to the body of Christ about the great wealth transfer is critical because we're going to come into a time of critical financial instability. And those of us who have opted out of this world system, those of us who opted into the kingdom of God world system of governance of our finances are going to be the only ones that are going to be able to help those who are in the world system. We bypass the world system by giving our tithes, by giving our offerings, by walking with the Lord in our finances. And if you're not giving your tithe and you're not giving your offerings, and no, as I talked about in my class, this is not Malachi. This is not Old Testament. The tithe and offering the first fruit, putting God first, started off in the heavens with Lucifer trying to be number one. And you saw what it got him. But he got his keister kicked out of heaven. So, uh, first fruit, putting God first. Those principles, the tithe, all those principles are from Genesis to Revelation. It is a very, very important principle. And those of us who are not embedded, those of us who are not walking in this, will not be able to walk in the supernatural in your finances. You won't be able to speak and have finances and provisions appear. You won't have the faith level to do that. And then, and, and let's go back to COVID. If you can't give your tithe and offering, how are you going to talk to COVID and tell it to bow his knee to the King Jesus in you? I mean, really, money is the least of those things, as God says. So if you want to be big and bad and talk to COVID and say, bow your knee to the King Jesus in me, I hope you're a tither. I hope you're giving your offerings because it is a product of faith. Faith does come by hearing and hearing the word of God, but faith will produce the good and perfect work of God. You have to have corresponding action to go with your faith. That means, yes, I trust God. I trust him with all my heart, but I don't tithe. I don't give my 10%. 10% and then you get you keep the 90? I mean, really? Is that a problem? I look on our people. I'm not, I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Over 80% of Christians don't tithe and that includes pastors. Oh, did you did you not hear me say that? That includes pastors. Right? So we have an anemic church. And that's why you don't see much power coming out of us. But that's about to radically change. God is coming. Jesus is coming. The Holy Spirit is preparing the bride, his son, bride, the church for the coming of his son. And we will be presented to him without spot or wrinkle. We will. And it's going to be about your walk, the real walk. And still you at the water cooler talking about about COVID. Let's talk about Christ Jesus and his coming. He's coming soon. And where are you? Have you accepted the free gift of his blood for the forgiveness of your sins? 
That's what we need to be talking about at the water cooler. I think on what's happening now in the body of Christ, I think about all the fear that's running rampant in the body of Christ. And my pastor, Pastor Steve Dow, he addressed that this past Sunday. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So while you walking around feel fearful, now I'm not saying be foolish. Do the things that you have to do to protect your temple. Eat healthy, exercise, right? If you want to take the vaccine, take the vaccine. If you're going to take the vaccine, I recommend Johnson and Johnson. Dr. David, Dr. David, why are you saying that? Well, I'm a scientist. And as a scientist, I know things that you don't know. I recommend Johnson and Johnson because Johnson and Johnson actually follows the protocol that we have done for years for vaccines. But unfortunately, it's gotten a lot of bad press, such as blood clots and things like that. But if you dig deeper into that, I think what they found out was there were extenuating circumstances for those blood clots because of certain things that people already were taking in their bodies that amplified that issue. But on the whole, it hasn't hasn't had any um, side effects for a lot of people. No blood clots for the majority. Okay, and if you don't take it, fine. Just get, make sure that you keep your immune system up. Work out, exercise, wear a mask. Right? Well, Doctor David, Doctor David, I don't need to wear a mask because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Well, okay, don't wear a mask. But I'm gonna say this. As a scientist, God is a scientist, and he has created certain spiritual and physical laws, like the law of gravity. Now, you are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and if you decide to walk off the Empire State Building, more than likely, you're going to fall to the ground and die, because the law, the physical law of gravity has taken its position. Now, of course, God is God and he can interrupt that anytime he wants, but more than likely he won't. Right. So my thing is this. God gives us. Why would God take the time to spend all this time telling his chosen people in Leviticus what to eat, what not to eat, even how to use the restroom? Look, it's in the Bible. Why would God take the time to do that when, you know, um, he's, you know, they're, they're the chosen people. They're saved already and whatever. No, we have a physical realm that we have dominion in and we also are spiritual. We're physical and we're spiritual. And we need to make sure that our physical is in alignment with the spiritual. That means Eating right, sleeping, getting plenty of sleep, exercising, taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, both physically and mentally and emotionally, right? And our spirit, our spirit is perfect. Our spirit is pure if we're born again, right? So that's taken care of. It's the soul realm that we got to deal with. It's our mind, our will and our emotions and the physical realm that we've got to deal with. So that's my position on that as well. So we, I am 
totally sold out to Jesus Christ. I have walked in the supernatural. I have spoken to storms and stopped the rain with my, with the word of God, with the Christ in me. So yes, I walked in the supernatural. I have laid on the floor and needed finances and got $5,000 the next day. I've laid on the floor and cried out to God and got $28,000 the next day. So I know about walking in the supernatural. But I also understand as a scientist, God holds me accountable for not getting no overweight and getting fat and not eating too much, not smoking, not drinking, and all those other things that I need to not do, right? Not having sex outside of marriage. Yes, I'm talking about sex. And guess what? You can have supernatural sex. Guess what? God likes sex in the confines of what? Marriage. So... The thing about it is, is that we need to line our life up in the physical realm along with what's happening in the spiritual realm. And now I just want to close this out and we'll continue this conversation on my next broadcast, Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for joining me once again on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94 Dr. Edith Davis Your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence